November. So, of course, I have my new celebrity co-host, who is Vanessa Felice. Hey, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Oh Thank you. Goodness. Yes, it is such a pleasure to be here on another Monday night. It's a little rainy here in Cleveland, Maryland, but it is good. It is all good. So, Vanessa, what we're going to do before we start the show, we're going to definitely let you introduce yourself to the audience and let them know who you are and what you do. Okay, my name is Vanessa Fleeton. I'm an author, speaker, and founder of VAF Inspires. And I am local, and I'm an author of two books, and I just love inspiring other people. Awesome. Yes, she do. <laughs> she loves inspiring. She has two awesome books that we are definitely going to get into a little later, and she's going to talk about her books and also how you can purchase her books and follow her. So today, you know, we always start off the McYon Show with Girl Chat. So what we usually do is just talk about our weekend and what we did. So I just want to say again, Vanessa, welcome. Thank you. And also, Thank what did you do this weekend? Because I know it's always, we have these real busy weekends, right? Right, right. So um, a couple of days ago, I went to um, CH Flowers High School. Mm -hmm. And so I was there for their career day, and it was awesome seeing their faces light up when they talk about their dreams. Mm. The teens and the adults, because adults put their dreams to the side, and they just forget all about it. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday, um, I went to, um, what did I do Saturday? I don't know. I can't remember what I did Saturday. But Sunday, I was just so excited. Mm -hmm. Sunday, I was at the Price is Right. At the MGM. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. How was, was that? It was so exciting. I didn't know what to expect mm -hmm. because some people online were selling their tickets. They was like, you know, you're not going to win prizes. You're just there for a theater. So I talked to a sister friend of mine who went to the one in LA, mm -hmm. which is the one that's free, mm. which is the one who has the main host. Okay. In LA. So the one here, they're traveling. They would say Friday, Saturday, two days on yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. We were in the audience. We went and got um, our, our, our name, our stick with our name. So we had to sign in to be a Tested. Mm -hmm. And we were just in there just rooting for everybody. We didn't even care they, if they called our name because mm. we were rooting for other people. Okay. So we would say, higher, Lord, higher, Lord. And one lady, she won a trip to Hawaii for her and her husband. It wow. Like so listen, that's so um, Drew Carey, right? That He's in L.A. Okay, he's in L.A. So who right. was hosting here? They have, I don't know their names because I'm not familiar with them. I'm just familiar with the one that's on CBS. Mm. So I can't remember their names, but they were awesome. It was some older gentlemen. Mm -hmm. um, gentlemen and they were really good. So I was so happy they won money. They won gift cards. It was just awesome. Oh, wow. Really that awesome. sounds like fun. I love the prices, right? I remember watching it as a little girl with my grandmother because she used to always watch Channel 9. So we can, after the prices, right, went off, it went straight into the young and the restless. You know, right. they had that little news break or whatever. But oh my goodness, I love the it prices, was, right? It was awesome. I got my little special made design t-shirt, mm -hmm. one of a kind, mm -hmm. and I put it out there on Facebook, and I was like, give me some ideas, give me some ideas, and nothing was working. So the night before I went to the mall, it came to me. Oh, wow. And it's an author theme. Oh. So I went to the mall, I interviewed a young lady, went to another guy, he designed it and printed it for me. I paid a little bit for it, but it was worth it. Awesome. I was so happy. Yeah, because mm -hmm. like going to Price is Right, you got to make sure you're very creative. And so when you right. get up there to get ready to um, be a contestant, when they say you to come on down, you want to have something that's going to catch their eye. Right. Be like, what that say on your shirt? Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Oh my goodness. I wish awesome. I could have went. I, I seen on Facebook another friend of mine was there. Because mm -hmm. I think, did they do two days? 
They did Friday, Saturday, and twice on. Okay, yesterday, because Sunday. because he was there Saturday, and I remember you said you was going Sunday. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my goodness! So they had more than one day. Mm -hmm. So it was actually three, four shows they did. Right. Oh wow! Right. And I didn't hear about any it of them. I didn't hear about it. Awesome. See, I'm not in. I'm not in the loop as much as I think <laughs> I'm in the loop. <laughs> right. Wow. 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 So, what else? What else she got going on? What else she do? Um, not a whole lot. I am um, getting ready for um, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I know we'll talk about that later. So mm -hmm. that's um, that's going to be an all day thing. I have to really get my mind and body right because I ain't got it like I used to have. Mm -hmm. where I can go out all night and all day and hang. So definitely tomorrow would be a full day tomorrow. So. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So what I did this weekend, this Saturday, I was actually recognized by our organization. Thank you. It was the um, the Umbrella of Grace Experience, Maryland, because I think Maryland, this is the um, second city. So they're actually going up and down the East Coast and honoring community people who's actually doing work in the community. And so I was um, nominated by one of the young ladies. Her name was Shannon Robinson, and thank you so much, Shannon. She's definitely a friend to the show. She's been on here. And I met her in the entrepreneurs group, and uh, one day we all got together and we had to pitch, you know, what we do and everything. And um, so she remembered me, and she said my story definitely touched her. And so she nominated me, and I ended up, you know, nice. winning. And so they came here to Maryland on Saturday, and they honored me, and it was, it was awesome. Um, the um, executive director who actually put this together, her name is um, Teresa, and I'm so sorry, Teresa, I can't think of your last name right now, but um, Teresa, and she said basically what she do about the um, how she came up with the umbrella of grace is just that when she wanted to start a, um, a platform for women and, and men, because I've seen in other cities they had men, of just storytelling. You know, basically just telling your story and how your story can help people overcome. And um, basically about how when you have been at your lowest point, how God has covered you with his grace. And it, it's like, it's symbolic to what an umbrella does. Mm -hmm. You know, like the umbrella mm -hmm. covers you, even though with all the elements and everything coming down, it can protect you from the sun, it can protect you from snow and water. And so they use that as in the sense of that's how God protects us when we're going through. And so... I just thank them. I thank them so much for honoring me because I have definitely been under the umbrella right. of grace <laughs> when it comes to God. He has definitely been um, taking care of and keeping me. So I thank them so much for that. And um, other than that, I didn't get into too much on yesterday. I used that really as a quiet day. I was supposed to do, um, I had to go to a modeling call. But you know, sometimes when things not going right, you know, I'm comfortable now with knowing that if something's not moving right and it's not working, I fall back right. and say, okay, well, that's just not a place that's meant for me to be in. Nothing is wrong with the um, event or anything. But sometimes, you know, you don't supposed to be everywhere at all times. Right. So I'm definitely mm -hmm. learning that. And so, um, and then today on Monday, usually I don't plan to do anything on Mondays. I just try to keep myself in a space so I can be able to do the show. Mm -hmm. So um, other than that, I mean, it was good. It was really good. Really, really, really good. So I am just excited. I'm excited about everything that's going on. And also, I am very excited about tomorrow. We know that it is the midterm elections. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, midterm election. I hope that everybody that's out there that 
wants to vote, that you are mm -hmm. registered to vote, and that you will definitely show up tomorrow at the polls. And I hope you have done your research on the local level to know who these people are mm -hmm. that's going after these seats. And a lot of times at local level, people don't understand that when you don't show up to vote, that's a vote for the other person. Right. You mm -hmm. know, you may not, you, the person that you may not want to get elected, they get elected by default. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. we have to be very mindful of this. You know, a lot of people just always go out for the four-year presidential election, but we have to get into these midterms elections because these are the people where the things that go on affects us in our community. These are the community level. These are the people that you see on your city council, your sheriff's department, your um, your state's attorney, your governor, and your mayors and things like that. So let's just talk about that for a while, just about how important it is to get out here and vote and also the role that you're actually playing right. at the polls tomorrow. Right, so I'm an election judge. This is the third year. Mm -hmm. And so I was at an event and someone was, I think, signing up people to vote. And I said, you know what, I could do that. I mm -hmm. would love to do something like that. So I don't do that, but I'm an election judge, so I work the polls the entire day at the event. It's not in my um, my area where I go vote. It's mm -hmm. in another um, section of town. Mm -hmm. So we get there maybe, Oh dark, <laughs> and we don't leave until oh, oh dark, dark. nine p.m. <laughs> so we have to say, and that's what I was sitting on the couch a few minutes ago, just getting my back together because we can't leave. Mm. But we're in and we can't leave, so we have to take our breakfast, lunch, dinner, our medications, our whatever we need. Mm. And so we're gonna be there all day tomorrow. And I kind of got a little confused. And I was getting nervous when I went to vote early because mm -hmm. we have to vote early. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. So I kind of reached out to Facebook and we need to reach out to each other more because some people get confused and they get, um, you know, they just feel as though it's too challenging. And mm -hmm. they just be like, forget it, I'm not going to go. Mm -hmm. But you have to. So you have to reach out, research, call somebody, you know, what do you think or what do you know? Um, and somebody had put a link on Facebook. But we have to do our research and we have to... Um, really know who's running and find out who sh we should vote for and what questions to answer yes or no to. So it's so important, and I thought about when I first was able to vote, I thought about my ancestors. Mm. And it's like, I cannot be here, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to vote, I have the freedom and the right to vote, and I don't. Mm -hmm. How does that look, I mean, if they're looking down at me, how how does that look? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, it's like a disgrace to everything they've, they've gone through. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what I go through. I stood in that long line the other day, because I, again, waited till the last minute, and I didn't go till like 6 o'clock that evening, and the line was so long, but it was okay. So I mm -hmm. just went up in there, did what I had to do, and we just, we have to. We, yeah, we have to. and we stand in line for long lines for anything else that we want to do. If, it's, if we go into a sporting event, right, if we're going to a concert, um, <laughs> um, have you seen the lines wrap around the shoe stores? <laughs> I mean, people getting out there at 5 in the morning. They got tents and chairs sitting out there in the store open at 10 a.m. Come on now, right. people. We can't use this as an excuse because the lines are too long. So what? I'm telling you, when you get out there and you're meeting people and you're talking to people, I mean, you just feel a part of, like, the whole system, mm -hmm. you know, that you mm -hmm. do. You know, I have the freedom to be able to stand here and to go in here and to exercise my vote. So if that is you and that's what you want to do, then do it. Don't get caught up on what everybody else is doing. You know, you have some people who don't vote for whatever reasons. You have some people who don't vote because of religious 
purposes because you know um, Jews and Jehovah Witnesses, they don't vote at all. Oh, wow. Never have and never will <laughs> because they do not believe in the system, the, the system, so they don't do it. And, um, and I don't know how many other people and how they feel about it, but um, if it is you, we definitely need you to get to the polls tomorrow and do what you need to do on a local level. Because on Black Friday, they're going to be out there. When the new electronic come out, and I'm not naming no names. Oh, gonna, name the name. On this show, we call <laughs> they, you out, honey. They going to be we, out we, there. We call you out on this show. So, we don't care. Get in line. Talk to people. Network. Get on your Facebook. Do, do, do you know, what you got to do. Because the line does go by fast when you find people. It and do. you talk. And you, it just makes a difference. It doesn't even... It doesn't even feel right if you write in or if you, you, you have to be there. Yeah, you, you have do to have feel to be it. You there. You have to sticker and you have to go through experience. You do have to be there. I remember the first year when um, we were electing President Obama and I had worked the polls in D.C. I mean, it was just an awesome experience. I met so many people from so many different um, walks of life and just out there talking with them and just the excitement. Right. You know, just to be a part of the excitement to say that, you know, I'm a part of history when mm -hmm. I do this and I love being a part of history. I love being a part of history of saying that, you know, that for stories of when I can tell my grandson and my mm -hmm. great-great-grandchildren that, yeah, Grandmommy was a part of that. She right. made her voice known, you know, and made a mark in, in, in my lifetime and in this world and this society. So I'm telling you guys, please definitely get out there on a local level, know who mm -hmm. these politicians are, and hold them accountable. Yes. We can't keep just saying, okay, yeah, they got in there and they did this. That's because nobody is holding those people accountable. Mm -hmm. But you have to go to those meetings, go to those um, in D.C., those ANC commissioners meetings, those, um, and in um, Maryland, go to those civic association meetings and different things like that and see what's going on. Talk about it. You have a voice. You can go there. You can talk about it and hold these people accountable for these platforms that they run on. If they running on saying they're going to do something for domestic violence, homelessness, all these things, hold them accountable. Veterans and the elderly, hold them accountable to what they say they're going to do. Because remember, you never know when you may need those services. You never know. Right. And if you don't vote, don't complain. Ooh. Stop complaining. If you don't vote, don't, <laughs> don't complain. complain. <laughs> I love it. that. I love that. I love Stop that. It. I thank you guys so much. You are watching the McKeon Show. I am your host, McKeon, and this is my co-host, Vanessa. We thank you so much for joining us. We are going to take our first break. We do have an awesome guest. That's going to be on the show tonight. So when we come back, she will be here at the desk. So keep watching. We'll be right back.
If this is your first time seeing Belladonna, y'all know we started all smooth because we got a whole nother set of parties. Hey, all the cancers in the building, yeah. Who got a birthday out here tonight? Oh, I just got a bunch of grown folks coming out ready to party. All the grown folks that just here to party, make some noise for me, y'all. Hey, give me a little more love, yeah. Yeah, and a little more high still. I got you, baby. Yeah, she not see you. Oh. I can't believe I believed everything we had left. So dumb and naive to believe that would be. A changed man Silly of me to dream of Day having your kiss Love is so blind It feels right when it's wrong I can't believe I fell for your sins I'm smarter than that So dumb and naive to believe That with me Hey, silly of me to compete When you cheat with women Took me some time, but now I am strong Because I realized I got in myself And I it's all I got in the end It's what I found out And there ain't no need to cry Took about it now on I'ma be my own best friend Me, myself, and I it's all I got in the end It's what I found out And there ain't no need to cry Took about it now on I'ma be my own best friend Controlling you say you love me, but you don't. Your family told me one day I would see it on my own. Next thing you know, I'm dealing with your three kids in my home. Took me some time, but now I am sure. Now that it's over, stop calling me. Come pick up your clothes. Ain't no need to run like you're still with me. Your very best friend tried to warn me on the low. Took me some time, but now I am strong. Cause I feel like a guy. Me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end. That's what I found out. And there ain't no need to cry. I'm gonna be my own best friend. Me, myself, and I. Tonight. Said I got me myself tonight. 
McYon Show. I am your host, McYon, and this is my celebrity co-host, Vanessa. Thank you guys so much for joining in. As you can see, we are back, and we have our special guest here at the table. Her name is Stacy Harvey. Stacy, thank you so much for joining us. How y'all doing? <laughs> thank you so much, Stacy. It is a pleasure to have you here this evening. So what we're going to do right now, um, just going to give you a little small bio, well, not even a bio. I'm just going to say what I know about Stacy, and I'm definitely going to let her fill you in with everything else that she has going on. She is the founder and the executive director of her nonprofit of My Heart is in His Hand. She is also, she has an event planning business, which is by his women, no. no handle. <laughs> handle. Handle with grace. I was going to say <laughs> by his grace. Handle with grace. So that was cute for me to shut my mouth and let her tell you guys who she is. So, Stacy, can you definitely tell our audience who you are and everything that you have going on? I want to thank my sister for having me on today. It's an honor. You're so welcome, baby. <laughs> well, um, I do have a nonprofit organization, and it's for victims of domestic violence. Um, I am also a, um, a survivor of domestic violence. I was with a guy for eight years, and you know, I found myself in this situation with domestic violence. Domestic violence hit my home when I was three months pregnant with my with my daughter. And um, you know, it was just a it was just a period of time that I went through where I was like brutally beaten. I was pushed out of a moving vehicle with my um, when I was three months pregnant with my son, and I also was I also was beaten so badly. The first time when I experienced domestic violence, I was three months pregnant with my daughter, and um, I never thought that domestic violence would have hit me or hit my home the way it did because I, I thought that this person was, you know, my best friend. I thought this this person was somebody that loved me and appreciated me for who I was, but unfortunately it wasn't so, you know, and um, with him cheating and doing all of these other things that he was doing, it was just that he got caught. And because he got caught in the midst of what he was doing, that's when he lashed out on me and he started putting his hands on me. And I didn't have anywhere to go and anybody to turn to, so it just so happened that I ended up staying in this relationship for, you know, eight years. And it was just the grace of God why I'm still here, and it was just because God had his hand on my life why I still stand. Because even when I was pushed out of a moving vehicle with my son, it was just, it was, it, it was hurtful because sometimes people don't understand the things that we go through in life and sometimes it's, it's, it's here to make us stronger sometimes it's here to um you know to, to put us six feet under and you just have to trust and know that no matter what it is that we there's a god that we serve that sits on high and he looks down low and he's always protecting and covering us whether we believe it or not you know so it was just pretty much him that had his hand on my life and in 2011, 2011, whereas I was at my breaking point, I became suicidal. And my suicidal, I would, I would literally like go into the, the kitchen and look at which knife I wanted to use to kill myself, and which knife I wanted to, which knife was going to be the, you know, that one mm -hmm. to be that winner, you know. And 
it wasn't my time. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and that's not what God had called me for. And even when I went to try to do that, God was like, like he kept holding my hand back. Mm -hmm. And I never really understood the whole meaning behind this, you, you know, me going through and being depressed and broken. And it was just, it, w it was just a very, very dark period because if you came into my home, it was just like everything in that home was broken. Mm -hmm. Every door was kicked in. Every, every, um, every, every, everything was just like broken, and it was broken beyond. And <clears throat> I'm just grateful to God that, you know, He was able to bring me through. He was able to show me that, you know, there is no greater love than the love of Jesus. Amen. And I really, really, truly, truly have to give him glory, honor, and praise because mm -hmm. I talk about him so much because he's the reason why I live. He's the reason why I breathe. He's the reason why I rise. He's the reason why I stand. He's the reason why I'm here, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I, in everything that I do, I give him glory because 2011, I literally was sitting on the couch and I was watching the news and this lady drove off the bridge with her four kids. Mm -hmm. And as I'm watching the news, I sat there and I realized like, I put myself in her shoe and I said, this is me, this is exactly how I feel. And as I'm watching the news, it's like I'm watching myself. And the lady, um, one of her son, it was her son, her son um, jumped, out, jumped out of the car when they plummaged down into the water. And the son jumped out of the car and was able to tell the tale. Mm -hmm. And the son said that, you know, my mommy was being abused by her father and she couldn't take it anymore and she decided to kill herself. Mm. And that was me. Mm -hmm. Because when I went into the kitchen and I saw this knife, that was me thinking that, you know, this is what I want to do. And I thought that it would be something that would be better, but, you know, suicidal suicide is not something that we're supposed to praise. Suicide is not something that, that, that um, that that well, that people glorify because a lot of people lose their life and you know whether rich or poor is some things that people are going through on a daily basis and you don't even know what people are going through and you know even that um that lady Kate Spade she took her life mm -hmm. and she was very very wealthy yeah you know we you don't know what this person is 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 enduring or what they what they're feeling and it's 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 it's, it's, it's it was just a um. It was just like a heartbreaking moment for me because when I began to tell my abuser this is exactly how I feel and I began to voice my, you know, voice myself to him and tell him because every time I would talk about it, he would always shove it under the rug and say, I don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. So he got so angry to the point where he said, you know, I said, that's me. That's how I feel. And he said, don't nobody care about you. Don't nobody want to hear what you have to say. You know, why don't you go kill yourself? Because nobody will miss you. Mm. And I said, you know, I felt the argument coming on, and I said, I really don't want to argue or fight with you. And he said, no. He got angry and angrier and angrier, and it's as if a demon stepped inside of him. Mm -hmm. People believe that there's no demons, but we, the Bible declares that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Absolutely. but against principality and spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm -hmm. And it was a demon that literally stepped inside of him because he turned into a totally different person. We had a, um, a candle 
a big metal candle on the dining room table and picked up each one of those candles and started throwing them at me one by one. And after he was finished throwing those candles, he picked up the metal candle holder and started beating me. He started calling me out of my name and said, I'm going to beat you to the point where nobody will ever want you, nobody will ever love you, nobody will ever like you, and nobody will ever tell you that you're beautiful. And as he's beating me with this thing, this is what he's telling me. Mm -hmm. So he said, I'm going to mess you up and disfigure your face so nobody will ever recognize you. So I'm being shielding my face and shielding my face, and I'm like, you know, what's really going on, mm -hmm. you know? And... My hands got so weak because he's hit me with this metal thing. Mm -hmm. My hands got so weak and I put my hands down and he literally hit me in my face with, with the, this metal thing and, and my face like literally welt back and the blood like kept rushing from off my face. Like he hit me in my nose and like my blood was literally like gushing out and my son was eight months and he was right up under me. And while he was up under me, like, my blood literally covered my son in seconds. Mm, mm, and mm. as I'm there with those tears in my eyes and telling him, no, please, please don't stop because I'm asthmatic. So at this point, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And I was like, please stop. I can't breathe. And he's like, no, you should die. Mm. And I fell on the floor. And when I fell on the floor, like, it got worse. Mm -hmm. He literally stepped in my throat with his Timberland boots. Mm -hmm. And I was gagging up blood. And he said, no, you should die. As a matter of fact, tonight is the night that you're going to die. Mm -hmm. And as he was saying that, he ran into the room to get his licensed gun. And it was God that made him not find that gun that day. Mm -hmm. And when... I said, you know, I can't stay on this ground. I need to get up and get out of here. Mm -hmm. I got up off the ground, even though I was hurting so bad. I literally got up off the ground and I ran to the bathroom and started screaming because it was blood everywhere. And I didn't know where the blood was coming from, but it was just everywhere. And I like staggered out of the house and grabbed my keys, ran out of the house in my pajamas. And I was crying and screaming. And his friend lived like not too far from us, lived down the street. And I got in the vehicle and I started driving. This time I, I can't breathe. So when I got to the door and I started beating down that door, I was beating on the door like as if I was a police officer. Mm -hmm. That's how hard I was beating on the door. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to cut you off right there so you can come back and tell this, this the next part of the story. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back we're going to check our facebook accounts and we're going to see if there's any questions or anything that anybody want to ask stacy also if you would like to call into the studio to ask our guests any questions the telephone number is 240-719-2560 you're watching the mckeon show we'll be right back
welcome, welcome back to the McYon Show. Thank you. I am your host, McYon, and this is my co-host, Vanessa, and my also my special guest, Stacy Harvey, in the studio. So when we left off, she was getting ready to get into her story about when she was contacting the police when she was leaving that yeah. situation. So Stacy, definitely please continue where you were. So, um, and I was saying, and I, uh, I got to. My, my, my abuser's friend's house and I was beating on the door as if I was a police officer. And everybody's vehicle was there and nobody came to the door. Nobody um, came to the door to see who was knocking on the door and I mean I was beating down the door. And I got back in the vehicle and when I got back in the vehicle I was like let me go back to the door and knock on the door one more time. This time I started kicking down the door, hitting the door and doing everything I could possibly do. Nobody still came to the door, so I got back in the vehicle, and I started, <clears throat> I started praying, and I started, you know, I couldn't speak out. So at this point, I'm losing consciousness, and I can't breathe. And I started driving, and I don't know when the vehicle stopped, but it was just if God Himself stepped in and say enough is enough. And as I was driving, the vehicle literally stopped, and before. When the vehicle stopped, the police officer pulled me over, and before he could say license and registration, he saw so much blood inside of the vehicle, and he started calling for backup. But he didn't know if I was shot. He didn't know what was going on because there was so much blood inside of the vehicle. And my head was, like, slumped over the steering wheel, and he rested my head back and was like, please don't go to sleep. He started comforting me, and he started talking to me, and he just started rubbing my hand and said, don't go to sleep. Stay with me. And he literally talked to me all the way till the ambulance came because I could hear his voice. And, you know, mm -hmm. even though my eyes was like kept, you know, closing, he kept like every time my eyes closed, he would shake me and say, you know, don't go to sleep. You're going to be okay. And all I can remember was the ambulance came and they cut me out of my clothes because I guess they wanted to see if, if I was shot. Mm -hmm. They cut me out of my clothes and they shoved me in the ambulance and I woke up in the ICU with a shield over my face to help me to breathe. Me strung up to tubes and um, me strung up to so many wires. And when I was inside of the ICU, they brought me upstairs after they had me, I guess, in the ICU. They brought me upstairs and, with, and I was in between these double doors. And my father, my stepmother, and my aunt came to the, um, the hospital. And I can hear voices, but my eyes was like literally sealed shut because it was so swollen. Mm -hmm. And as I'm, um, as I'm upstairs, my father, I can hear my father's voice and he's talking to the nurse and he said that, you know, I'm looking for Stacy Harvey. And the nurse said to him, we don't know anybody by that name, but they're gonna bring a young lady in this room and you can wait and see. He said, okay. He turned on the bed and looked on the bed and he saw me laying there, but he didn't even know it was me because I was unrecognizable. And he turned and looked on the bed and said, my God, who did that to this girl? not knowing that I'm his child laying mm. there lifeless. Mm. And he shook, and then they broke me into the room, and when they brought me in the room, it's like he was over top of me, and he kept looking down on me, and I can feel his presence over top of me, and then he saw my nameplate, because mm -hmm. I had it on my name tag, because I'm a Jane Doe, so I guess that's the reason why they still kept it on my, name, mm -hmm. on, on, on my neck, because I'm Jane Doe at this point, they don't know who I am. And he looked down, and I've never heard my father cry like that before. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even a cry, it was a ball. Like mm -hmm. he literally 
was bawling his eyes out and he fell on the side of the bed and said, I'm going to kill him. Mm-hmm. But a week before that, I went to my father's house to try to Im- escape domestic violence and he tried to stab me up in front of my two kids. Mm. I literally ran into the bathroom so he wouldn't stab me up. And when I ran into the bathroom, I stayed in there and he was kicking in the door, kicking in the door. And good thing the door didn't open mm-hmm. because he came after me with his knife. And um, I had put, packed up all of his clothes and put them in the center of the living room mm-hmm. and say, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And that's when he came after me with this knife. <clears throat> and I'm in the bathroom, like literally shaking. And my daughter went outside to see if he was gone. And she said, my daddy is gone. But then when I was at my father's house, she went to my stepmother and told my stepmother that I saw my daddy almost stab my mommy up in front of me. Mm. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And remember, children are sponges. They, 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 they take on to things. Mm-hmm. So it's like she said that to me after the fact. My stepmother said that to me after the fact, and I began to tell them what was going on. But it was like they didn't really believe until mm-hmm. I was laying in the hospital. And as well, I'm... But you know, a lot of times with people, I don't think it's, it's, it's so much of them believing it. I think they just don't want to get involved. Yeah, that's true. You know, a lot of people just don't want to be bothered with when they see people going through altercations like that. And a lot of times it's family. I know even for myself being in a lot of um, altercations with men, it's very seldom people wasn't around. Yeah, that's true. And people witness the abuse and everything. And, you know, of course, some people there, they're like, no, I don't do that. But then you got some people who's like, that ain't my business. And, you know, the crazy part about it is they'll be like, um, their thing would be, if I get involved, she's going to go back. Exactly. Exactly. Or she's going to keep putting up with them. Nine out of ten times is not really the case. That's that's mm-hmm. not the case. Nine out of ten times, it's like we are crying out for help. We mm-hmm. need somebody to help us, but we have nobody to help us because they're busy judging us. Exactly. They're busy pointing finger and saying, if I help her, she's going to go back. If I help her, she's going to do this and she's going to do that. But mm-hmm. you never took the time out to ask me what's going on. Mm-hmm. You never took the time out to say, you know what, no matter what it is, I'm going to walk with you all the way across the street. I'm Absolutely. Telling people that. And that's why it's so important now where we have to train people how to help. How do you help the victim? How do you help the abusers? Because remember, there's no winners when it comes to domestic right. violence. There is no man bashing or anything like that because we do understand that men are abused too. Yeah. But because so many women have come forward with the abuse, it looks like that it's only women being abused. So what can you tell our listeners today, if there's someone who may be listening that may be in a domestic violence situation right now, what can you tell them in hopes of helping them to escape their domestic violence situation? I would tell them, get out. Mm-hmm. I don't care um, if they tell you that they're gonna change, they will never change. Mm-hmm. They would, I mean, he told me all the time, you know, I'm gonna change. It gets to a point where he said that you made me do it. Mm-hmm. You're the reason why I did it. You would try to change a person, but you can't change them. The only person that you can change is yourself. Absolutely. The only the, the only situation you can change is if you step out of it. And a lot of times we want help, but we tend to still hold on to that that person. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we say that we're gonna come out of it. 
we have one foot in there mm -hmm. and say if I'm on the other end of the phone or I'm I'm, I'm, I'm the person that said I'm going to help you mm -hmm. and you decide that you're going to come out of it he will try to pull you back in and mm -hmm. say you know I, you know I miss you I love you mm -hmm. but sometimes you have to shut your ear gates from those things from what he's saying because you're liable to go back in and risk your life and liable to lose your life yeah and we know that that's not love it's that not. type of that type of um, behavior in a relationship is not healthy. So it's we not. know that that is not love. So we have to get to the point that we got to love ourselves more than we love anyone else. Once you love yourself first, then you can love other people. But you cannot change anyone. And you know, I am a religious. Well, I'm like I'm not a religious person. I take that back. I am a spiritual person. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in God, and I believe in prayer. Mm -hmm. I believe that prayer works, but you have to have action yeah. behind those prayers. Once you pray, once you get up off your knees, you have to have action and a plan in place. You, you have, have to, to have a safety plan. If you're in a relationship with someone and you want to get out, please don't ever tell them that you're going to leave them. No. Never, no. ever do that. That's a, that's that's a no-go. Yes, because and you, you must document the abuse. Remember, um, J-Lo did a movie, Enough. Mm -hmm. And that movie alone show you that, you know, she was being abused the first time when he put his hands on her, she decided that she was going to tell. Mm -hmm. And he told her that, you know, he was cheating on her. He told mm -hmm. her that he's going to go to Betty's house mm -hmm. and he's going to cheat with Betty as mm -hmm. long as he would like. Mm -hmm. And what is she going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. So she decided to take matters into her own hands, and she told her friends and her family what was going on. Mm -hmm. And when she told, he said, if I can't have you, nobody can. Mm -hmm. She had to literally fight her way through that thing because it was a life and death situation because he was coming after her no matter what, at all costs. Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 it's so heartening because sometimes they feel as if we're in this situation, and, and it's, it's so easy to get out of it. Mine's was financial. Mine's was I was financially bound with this man because mm -hmm. I felt as if I didn't have the the, the, um, the income because I stopped working mm -hmm. because I was working at NIH with these animals, and, you know, I kept getting sick, you know, constantly was sick all the time. So the doctor had to stop me from working. Mm -hmm. And... I was beat down so badly to the point where I didn't even want to think about job. I didn't want to go around anybody. So even after I had my daughter, it was just that my self-esteem was so low to the point where I didn't even know who I was. Absolutely. You lose yourself in that. Yeah, I didn't I I I didn't know who I was and it was just if it wasn't God's hand on my life, I would have been I probably would have lost my mind. Mhm. Mm I probably would have been so depressed and so broken to the point where some people some people end up going to um taking drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, some people end, That's end up That's self soothing. Drugs, yeah. alcohol, to whatever they have to the just pain. to cope with what's going on. Yeah. But God is good. He is. Because out of my brokenness, because I was broken for purpose and out of my brokenness, God actually started a ministry out of it mm -hmm. you know um and and now my ministry is called my heart is in his hands and 
It wasn't, that ministry didn't just come just like that. It was a broken for purpose type of ministry. Mm -hmm. And one day the Lord came to me and he said that, you know, what have you, what have you, have you thought about you putting your heart in my hands and allowing me to heal it? And I said, I thought I did because remember I left my abuser and it's like I started to, you know, try to get my life back together, mm -hmm. even though I was dealing with the depression, even though I was dealing with low self-esteem, even though I was dealing with all these different, different challenges. He said, you never gave me a broken heart. Mm. And I said, I thought I did, God. He said, no, how about you put it in my hands and allow me to heal it? And I said, okay. So I said, no problem. And he said, now I'm calling you to a nation because this happened to you, but it wasn't to take you out or to kill you, mm -hmm. but it's for me to get the glory out Amen. of it. Mm -hmm. Amen. And sometimes we feel that the things and the challenges that we go through daily is, 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 is just, we're just going to go through. But it says that you overcome mm -hmm. by the power of your testimony. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because every... Every test is a testimony, mm -hmm. and that was that was my test because we sometimes have to go through something, and I and I always say this thing that you know every time God have a need in the earth, He always birthed a child, yes, and that child is you and me, mm -hmm. just like Moses. Mm -hmm. Moses was birthed to be able to bring the children out of Egypt. Joseph was birthed to be able to bring the children out of famine. Mm -hmm. And it goes on and on and on. And I was birthed, even though I went through domestic violence, it was for me to bring a nation out of domestic violence to help them get through it, to help mm -hmm. them to say that, listen, mm -hmm. I've gone through this thing, but it wasn't something that's supposed to take me out. It's something that's supposed to, you know, if, if, if I went through it and I came out better, you can too. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes people would look at our lives and they would say that, you know what, if she went through it, why well, can't go through it and, and, and come out better on the other side of Amen. it? Amen. Amen. Because you can. You can. Because you can. I didn't even know that, you know, you can get so much help. Mm -hmm. When I decided to, 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 like, surrender to God, literally one day I was watching, um, no, I will always have my, um, my, my radio was always on 104.1. And I will always, like, it'll stay on it. And I'll go to sleep and wake up, and the music is always playing. Mm -hmm. This 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 particular day, um, my abuser called me 5 o'clock in the morning and stated that he wanted to come over. And he was drunk. He was coming from a club. And mind you, his family live in D.C. And he said he's coming from D.C. So I said, if you're coming from D.C., your family live in D.C., why don't you stay there? He got so angry because I said that, no can't come to my house because I was already done. And after he hung up the phone on me, I went into the bathroom and I came back in the room and I heard them speaking about domestic violence and this guy started sharing about how his mother was being abused when he was younger. And you know, he literally see his mother getting hits and blows and that like, you know, that hurt him to the point where he was like, when he get older, he became a police officer. Mm -hmm. And they started talking and saying that they're gonna have this, um, <clears throat> they're gonna have this, this event. And I hurried up and jumped off the bed and I wrote it down. And when I wrote it down, I said, you know, this event can't miss me. And I, when I got there, I told the lady that, um, you know, I wanted to share my story. But before I was able to share my story, 
God literally said to me, in order for you to heal, I'm going to need you to speak about what you went through. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to talk and tell them what happened to you. And the more you speak about it is when your healing is going to come. Mm -hmm. I would say the first word, and I started crying. And as I started crying, I said, how is my healing going to come in this? Because I couldn't even say, uh, before I start crying. Mm -hmm. I started thinking about it and I start crying. And he said, the more you start talking about it, the tears is going to get lesser and lesser they, and lesser. They, they dry up. Mm -hmm. And they I literally stopped up. crying. Mm -hmm. And this particular day when I got there, I was so bold enough to tell the lady, I want to I get up there and share my story. Mm -hmm. And the lady said, no problem. You know, if I'm too busy, just touch me and, mm -hmm. and, um, and then I'll come over and, and, and you'll I, I, um, I, I, I'll be able to, to, to let you go and speak. And her name was Nina Howard. Mm. And she called me, she came back over to me and she said, how would you like to be on 104.1? Same mm. station that I was listening to. Mm. And she said, how would you like to share your stories? So I said, yeah, no problem. And after I shared my story, she, she brought me up on the stage and I shared my story. And literally everybody in there was crying except me. Mm. And I couldn't even believe it. And I'm like, <laughs> God, is this real? Well, that's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> I mean, we, I'm just so thankful that you was courageous enough to get out and then to start speaking about it. Because a lot of times people don't speak about domestic violence because of the shame and guilt. You know, yeah. they get out and they just going about their life and they don't want nobody to know they ever had to right. deal with that. So I definitely thank you for that. So can you definitely give our um, listeners your information of how they can follow you on social media? So um, I have a, a, a Facebook page. It's, it's, it's um, under Stacy Harvey. And um, I have a, also a website. It's, it's my heart is is, is myheartisinhishand.org.org. You can go on there and um, follow follow my ministry. And I also, um, I'm an event planner. And you know, sometimes when we're broken and sometimes when our gifts is dormant, we don't really know the gifts that God really has inside of us, you know. And it was, you know, I always like fashion. I always like to, you know, be really, really creative with my hands. But I really, really became creative after I came out of it, and now I have a, um, I have a, a, a company, and it's called Handle with Grace, and God gave me that name, you know, um, as I was like, you know, trying to come up with the name, and I called my cousin, and we was trying to like decide like what's the name that I really want to, you know, talk about as far as it, it um, glorifying God. And I said, I really don't have a name. I kept trying to figure it out, kept trying to figure it out. She said, why don't you um, pray about it? And I prayed about it, and then we went, came back to the drawing board again. She said, how about you do handle with grace? Mm. So I will handle your event <laughs> With the grace, with grace of God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know. Well, we definitely thank you, Stacy, for that. We know really that this, this this hour, it goes so fast, guys, but we definitely yeah. wanted to give our um, co-host a moment to talk, because she is an author, to be able to um, share the titles of her book and where you can get your books from, and also how they may follow you on your social media platforms. Well, my book is Pushing Through the Pain to Pursue Your Purpose. 
and preparing today for the life you want tomorrow. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com or they can be purchased on my website, VanessaFleeton.com. Thank you so much. I am Nikyan. I am your host. You can follow me at MBA Speaks on Instagram and Facebook. And also, you can go to my website at mbaspeaks.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back here again next Monday at 6 p.m. with our celebrity co-host, Vanessa Fleeton. <laughs> and we will definitely have another awesome guest in the studio. So I thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great night. Baby, you turn my reality into something I can't describe. Starry eyes, southern skies, a gentle breeze that flows through my mind. There are not enough words to describe who you are, baby. Are you just a dream?